This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on iTunes and at Facebook.com slash DCAU Review. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome, welcome everybody to episode number 18 of the DCAU Review. I am your host, Cal, along with me, sitting next to me, the guy who runs our Twitter handle, which you can find. Liam, where can they find our Twitter handle? You can find us at DCAU Review. And I uh, love to talk about anything related to the shows we're watching, what we should watch next, any sort of conversations about the DCAU, or just DC Comics in general, always super fun to have over there. That's right. That voice, of course, is my brother, Liam. Liam, welcome back to the DCAU Review. I'm excited about today's episode. How about you? Absolutely. We got our, our first tastes of sort of the larger world. Obviously, we have, we have Justice Leagues and Batman Beyonds to get to somewhere down the line, but... Here, we're still in Superman's world, and this is our first taste of sort of the larger DC universe that is contained within this world. This is, you know, pre the world's finest, pre any other hero appearing on the show. It's kind of our first acknowledgement that things like Central City and and some of those places exist outside of of what we know of, which is at this point in the series, is just Metropolis and Gotham. That's right. So, uh, as you can probably guess, we are... Uh, this week's episode of the DCAU Review is going to cover the Season 2 episode entitled Speed Demons, which of course does feature the Flash and the villain the Weather Wizard, as he names himself, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which we'll get into in just a little bit here. But uh, Liam, we have a basic plot here. Uh, I guess we might as well jump right into to plot. Sure. We have our four categories, plot, uh, visuals and animation, music and voice acting that we'll cover today and give our scores for. Uh, But we might as well jump into plot here. We have an interesting plot because it starts out uh, with sort of the age-old question that fanboys would probably uh, salivate over, myself included, uh, which is, who is faster, Batman, uh, Superman or The Flash? And uh, we don't get an answer. Somehow the answer would be Batman. Right, right, absolutely. Batman would outrun them all somehow. Um, but uh, isn't there a Teen Titans Go episode about that? I think. I think. I think. I think uh, Robin breaks Kid Flash's kneecaps yes. or something and wins a race. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they all just celebrate like you beat him in a race. It's, <laughs> it's so, pretty great. It is pretty awesome. That is how I think that's how Batman would win a, win a race. <laughs> the Flash <laughs> just break his, just break his kneecaps. Uh, yeah, but uh, so we have the age old question: Who's faster, Superman or the Flash? And uh, surprisingly, we don't get the answer because that seems to be how things go we never find out who's stronger you know who would win in a fight between batman and superman who would you know who's stronger the hulk or iron man i don't thor, know thor maybe thor, i don't know maybe yeah I don't, I, or wolverine whatever I the marvel equivalent of this would be right exactly we're a dc show we don't know um <laughs> But uh, so it starts out with a cool, cool plot there with them having a, a charity race. Quickly uh, gets off track, pun intended, and uh, we're dealing with this weather wizard that is inflicting weather damage across the planet <laughs> uh, with his diabolical weather device that his 
kind scientist brother who only meant to create it for good, uh, but has now fallen into the hands of his evil brother who just so happens to be an extortionist, yes. a professional extortionist, uh, and, being, and calls himself the weather wizard. So, Liam, what do you think of the plot of this episode? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You mentioned there's, there's the bits of sort of fanboy... Uh, fantasy fantasy booking to use a wrestling terminology <laughs> of you know a race between the two fastest guys in the world. You have this sort of almost super frenzian plot of a bad guy who just kind of shows up and somehow has a machine that can control all weather anywhere on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have uh, sort of this little subplot of the two brothers not really getting along and. Sort of you know, the idea of, of science going too far of you know the younger brother just wanting to to help people and be able to you know bring rain to areas plagued by <laughs> drought, but you know he was so busy trying to see if he could to borrow a line or paraphrase from uh, Jurassic Park he was trying to see if he could he never stopped to think if he should mm. make a device that can control all weather on Earth. Yeah, yeah, and of course he the only way that he was able to create such a machine was with the money that his brother had previously extorted in some inter- interaction with the Flash that is referenced later on in the episode. Um, but yeah, that's kind of one of my, my issues is there's very little character development here. Mm-hmm. And I understand, again, you only have 22 minutes, but basically the Flash shows up in the first you know 30 seconds of the episode and we get he runs fast and he quips. Very quippy. Uh, very quippy. And then we get the weather wizard, weather wizard, and we just sort of have a little bit of dialogue thrown out. The Flash is like, oh, yeah, I know him from Central City. He was an extortionist there. And then he is immediately, apparently, gone from being, like, some sort of small-time extortionist to extorting the world. <laughs> um, yeah, he has the ability to hack into, like, U.S. government... I don't even is know. Is that what. also a machine his brother built, you uh, think? Maybe. I do enjoy the fact, though, he's sitting in, like, a wingtip chair, though. <laughs> like, he doesn't bother to have, like, a diabolical villain chair. It's just, like, a living room plush chair <laughs> that he sits from and dictates this billion-dollar extortion that, he's, that he demands from the U.S. government for whatever reason. Uh, he said he wanted to turn a profit on the machine, I guess. I don't know. Anyway... Uh, what was your final score for plot? So my final score for plot is 4 out of 10. I I think there's some fun elements in there. Again, no pun intended with the weather. Mm-hmm. And uh, But so we're going to have to start a pun counter. Um, um, bing! <laughs> but uh, yeah, overall I went 4 out of 10. I think it's it's pretty basic. It's by the numbers. It's just not really offensive. But to me, you could have found a ways to make maybe the villain mean a little bit more or... Mm-hmm. Maybe develop flat the Flash as a character a little more because you really just see him sort of as a one note character here. Especially, again, we're sort of comparing this because again down the road we have Justice League to look forward to and and what they did, what Michael Rosenbaum did with with that character sure. and uh, you know became a fan favorite. I think even more than perhaps he already was prior to that show being on the air. So right. uh, trying to compare those in in hindsight uh, is it can be tough. So I, yeah, I went four out of ten. I, I guess. Still a fun episode, still one I'd probably go back and watch just for fun later, but not not I wouldn't put it near the top of, of the list as far as plots go. What about you? Uh, yeah, I gave it, my, my score for plot was 6 out of 10. Like I said, I appreciate the fanboy, who's the faster superhero uh, idea, and the fact that along the way, of course, they don't... 
they don't are, are interrupted trying to find out who's faster, even though it's just for charity, uh, to have to work together. Um, it seems like initially they're going to butt heads, and it's sort of a Batman Superman esque type relationship with Superman playing the straight man in this episode, and Flash is the witty, quippy uh, comic relief. But um, I almost wondered, thinking about it now, if I, I kind of in my head I can I can picture the the uh, promos for this episode and them being excited that the Flash, oh, the Flash appears on Superman. And if they just kind of rested on the laurels of, well, we don't really have to write a story (laughs) because people are going to just, you know, kids are going to be excited that the Flash is going to be there. So we can almost borrow, like you said, a Super Friends-esque type story where a guy just happens to have a machine that can pinpointedly, you know, affect the weather and Superman and the Flash have to team up to stop him. Um, especially when we're going to compare this with um, what ultimately is going to be our next episode, which is World's Finest, which we haven't watched yet, and I haven't seen in a while. Uh, but you have a story there that stretched out, has the benefit of being stretched out over three episodes yeah. in a three-parter. Uh, but you have uh, such a dynamic story in that in multiple villains working together, and from what I remember, fleshing out of the story and uh, really giving some reasons for, okay, why is the Joker in Metropolis, and why does the Joker want to work with, with Lex Luthor, and why do Batman and Superman have to work together, and then there's the subplot with Lois, and all of that. Um, so, you know, in this episode, it's really kind of one-dimensional in that. That doesn't mean yeah. I didn't enjoy it. It was There's still fun elements in this. Um, you know, them having to, to react and respond to certain crises that are happening because of the Weather Wizards, uh, you know, choices are, are certainly entertaining. Uh, but it could have been a lot better. I think you're right. And I think the Flash as a character later on, um, that episode of, of Justice League, the, the final episode where uh, him versus Luth, the Brainiac Luthor, uh, super emotional. I mean, yeah. I, I remember when I watched that the first time and uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, you know, there's you, they allude that the Flash dies and you, yeah. you think that he dies and you're like, I just remember my heart being ripped out and I'm like probably 22 when I'm seeing this episode <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like ready to cry over a cartoon character. Like yeah. it's, it was, it's really emotional. So, and the way they sort of built him into the sort of emotional heart of that show yeah. and the idea that the Flash's death would be the linchpin for the Justice Lords and some of that. The you know and which is a, which is then a jumping off point for the Cadmus stuff in Unlimited right. and and all of that that leads to that moment. It's so yeah. Again, kind of comparing this in in hindsight, I think it, it goes down a little bit in your mind. But if if you can put yourself in the mindset of being you know in that era, even if if you were an older fan by that point already or a kid, yep. and just hearing, oh my gosh, the Flash is going to be on Superman this week, and they're going right. to race each other, right? Like that's that's pretty. It's cool. pretty cool. So like I, like I said, it it's not one of it's probably not going to be one of the highest rated episodes on on our lists here sure. at, by the end, but it's a fun one. Yeah, it's it, there's definitely some fun in it. All right, so moving on, uh, let's skip over to music, Liam. I think this one um, is probably going to be our quickest category to talk about. <laughs> Uh, there is some musical elements in this, um, certainly, because every episode has music, uh, but nothing that stood out to me. I don't think there was anything that was offensive. Um, I remember a little bit of the Superman theme in certain spots. There's a there's a theme at the end, some like intense music towards the end with the Weather Wizard in the final battle with the Weather yeah. Wizard. 
Um, there's some music hits uh, during the scene in Australia with the guys that have awful Australian <laughs> accents. Uh, like they might as well have been talking about Dingo stealing the babies. All right, now that's a knife. Like <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't slip those lines in there because that was that was pretty poor. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but there's some musical notes in there, but nothing that really stood out. Nothing offensive to me. Nothing that was really great though. So I just gave it a five out of ten. Yeah, same for me. Uh, there's a little bit of sort of a, a triumphant sort of arrival theme for the Flash when he first shows up at the start of the episode, and uh, I liked the music during the the scene where they have to rescue a, an oil tanker as well. I thought that was that was, that added a little bit to the drama of that. But yeah, pretty uh, pretty. It just it blends in. It's not it's not uh, like you said, not a huge problem necessarily, but. Sometimes when you have episodes that are a little light on plot or a few other elements, it can use that big score to maybe put it over the top. And just happens in this case that this wasn't one of those. So, yeah, 5 out of 10 for me as well. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Let's move on to voice acting. Um, Liam, give us who are our starring and guest starring voice actors this week that we should take note of. Well, we have uh, Miguel Ferrer as Weather Wizard, and the reason I mention him first is because I think he talks more than either The Flash or Superman. He's got a lot of lines in this episode. Where do we know Miguel from? Uh, Well, he happens to make a couple other voice acting appearances on the Superman the Animated Series, including voicing Aquaman uh, in a a fish story uh, later on in the series. So uh, he's done plenty of voice acting work, so uh, we have him there. Uh, We have Charlie Schlatter as The Flash, who uh, he does a fine... I think he does a pretty good job. He's fine. Again, sort of a one-dimensional character, but that's not necessarily his fault, Uh, He's no Michael Rosenbaum. Absolutely, but a a little fun trivia note, he actually goes on to play The Flash again in uh, the Justice League action show that's on now, and uh, some of the other little uh, short films that they've done to tie in with uh, the toys, the Batman Unlimited toys from a few years ago, he voices The Flash in there as well, so... He's uh he's he's gotten to voice the Flash a lot over the years. He did and, enough uh, to stick around for a while. And uh, I guess the JL Action Flash is probably Barry Allen, so that can go with the fan theory that this isn't the Wally West Flash. If you, <laughs> if, if 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 those of you listening would like to delve into that, but uh, we, we would love to talk about that. Well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> fan theories are are so much fun for me when it comes to this show. As yeah. if there's not enough to talk to nor- talk about normally. Right. Let's. <laughs> You know, we could probably do a whole separate episode just about different fan theories. But, Absolutely. But, yeah, so I, th- I thought Schleider does a pretty good job. And uh, also, one other mention, uh, some guy named Carl Lumbly uh, voices the mayor at the start of this show. Carl Lumbly. Hmm. Who's, who's that? Well, he sounds exactly like a guy who uh, is green and has a blue cape that shows up in, uh, in Justice League a little later on. So, can we start a fan theory right hmm. now? That it is possible that Martian Manhunter was posing as the mayor of Metropolis for years before he was actually captured by the U.S. government and I mean and held. We don't we don't know exactly. We just know he came to Earth to warn, and when he revealed himself to the government, he was captured. He doesn't. It's possible there was time that passed between when he arrived on Earth and when he revealed himself to try to alert the U.S. government to the impending alien invasion. That Who's going to tell me no that that's not Martian Manhunter? I don't. I don't know. Not I'm, you. I'm certainly not. You're not going to tell me that. But uh, <laughs> as far as as far as scores for voice acting, I went five out of ten. Like I said, nothing super offensive. I thought uh, Miguel Ferrer as a weather wizard is he's a little underwhelming. And when you have a guy calling himself the weather wizard, 
I think maybe you need somebody a little more over the top. What do I, you think? I kind of, yeah, we talked about this before we, we went on the air, but just the idea that, so he's a very menacing voice. It's very, he's very serious. And if you watch later on in the Aquaman uh, episode, um, it almost doesn't fit the Aquaman character either. I, I don't know. Like it's it's hard. It's hard to picture like what Aquaman's voice should sound like, but it almost doesn't fit. But I guess, I guess because he's so serious in that in that, I guess it works a little bit. But this guy is supposed to be a string bean, like not very intimidating. Uh, he calls himself the Weather Wizard. He coins his own name. Right, this isn't like a quip that the Flash throws out or that he coi- the newspapers call him. Right, he calls himself the Weather Wizard, and he does it with utter sincerity. Like there is, n- <laughs> he's completely serious in doing so. Um, so I, I just, it's too serious. It's almost like you should have had somebody, and you mentioned this before we went on the air, like somebody a little bit more maniacal, a little bit more crazy. If he's going to call himself the Weather Wizard and be goofy, and it, his powers in and of itself are goofy. They're, they're Super Friends powers. Like, right. he controls the weather. <laughs> like, yeah. so if you're going to make him menacing, okay, but don't let him name himself the Weather Wizard and take himself seriously and wear a green suit with safety glasses. Like, yeah, that's another thing, and we, we can get into that in visuals, but yeah, he's he's kind of a, yeah, he's just like a bland guy with sort of a very understated, you know, you know, controlled, reserved performance, and yet it's, again, it's a sort of preposterous plot that we have. He's cold. It's almost like you took a guy that should be, you know, if you recast Mr. Freeze, mm. he's very monotone, very cold, very serious, and that's not like that's not what that character should be or is and i get it you were trying to contrast i guess his lack of care with his brother who has this care for people and doesn't want to use this stuff for evil but i just don't think it works here very well um i think tim daly does a fine job he's not really given a whole lot of lines uh the flash is given of the lines i think the flash has mostly quips and and superman has placed the straight man responding um, but overall, I gave it just a 5 out of 10 for, for that as well. Just kind of middle of the road. All right, uh, Liam, our last category is visuals and animation. Um, give me some thoughts on visuals and animation here. I mean, I think that's the strongest part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of really cool lighting effects, which uh, we talked about a little bit, I think, a few weeks ago in, late, in the late Mr. Kent episode. Uh, like when they're when Superman's underwater repairing this oil tanker, the color palette becomes very muted. The you know his the reds on his suit are, are sort of become like a fuchsia color. So I thought I thought that looked very cool. I thought when the Flash's suit is in shadow, I think it looks pretty cool. Um, there was something weird that you pointed out. The Flash's while we're talking about the Flash's uh, uniform though is they. We're doing this thing where his ears are supposed to be, I guess, made of gold, so they're real shiny. Yeah. But the way that they did it is when it's bright light shining directly on it, they're white. And then when there's, like, a shadow at all, they turn yellow. And it just looks weird at times because he has one ear that's white and one ear that's yellow. It looks almost like a mistake you would see in the Super Friends yeah. where they forgot to color something in or something or was colored wrong. Re- like the bat single would right. be reversed. The reverse Batman symbol. Right, exactly. Um. Yeah. So sorry. That was just my two cents on the flash. No, that's costume. fair. And the the overall flash suit. It's a brighter red again than the one we get in Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um. So 
it again it's just a different look i don't think it's it's a bad look like i said and when it is when the the when it's a darker scene or where there's more shadows i think the suit looks really good um uh, other, only other visual things i really have to mention are there's a scene where they're they're running and they sort of uh, they're hit with a giant ice storm and are frozen solid, and uh, for the the effects of them actually being frozen and then be, and then once they are frozen in this iceberg, how they get out is uh, is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Superman fires his heat vision into it, and you sort of see the steam and the water bubbling up around, and then you know the hole punctures in the ice, and you see lots of water fall out of it, and he busts out, and then. You look over and you see the Flash has vibrated his way out, which almost looks like a Looney Tunes thing or something. <laughs> it's just like a, a man-sized hole in this this other side of the uh, the iceberg. But yeah, I think visuals are definitely the strongest part. A lot of the weather effects are really well done. There's hail, there's windstorms, there's rain, there's snow. So they kind of cover like everything you would expect when with a with a plot like this where the character can control all weather. So. Uh, yeah, I went seven out of ten for visuals. I think it's it's absolutely the strongest part, and probably more than anything else, what makes this worth rewatching. You know, as a fan. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I gave it a I gave it a strong nine out of ten. Wow. Um, I think you touched on the weather aspects and some of the visuals with that. That's we've commented before on how difficult that must be to animate and for it to to come across not as super cartoony. I think that scene where they're in the middle of the desert and the, they get frozen, that's that was a pretty pretty cool uh visually. It's a very awesome scene. Um I definitely recommend checking that one out if if you guys just want to pull up one scene from this episode, probably on YouTube, I'm sure. Check that out. Uh I also think that the effects that they had to do with uh having the flash, you know, his Superman obviously has high speed because that's sure. the whole p- plot of this episode is them racing. Uh, but he's it's not somebody who uses it on a frequent basis or that they have to animate solely. And that's what this character's his sole power is that he can run really fast. Um, so the fact they were able to animate that, make make it interesting, believable, and use multiple powers. He uses the you know tornado type uh, power mm-hmm. and. Uh, we didn't get to see the vibration. I thought that would have been cool, but I guess you know, again, they didn't want to meddle in in in, in animating that just yet. Um, but we get to see that later on in Justice League. But uh, seeing the Flash's powers animated are, are pretty awesome. And then, like you said, that all the elements and in, in the weather, I think, are were done really, really well as well. So I, I gave this. I, it is the strongest uh, portion of this episode. And I think uh, most of the characters were on model. I didn't notice anything. I think this episode was actually done really well. Uh, model wise the only complaint that we had that we talked about uh with a flash other than his his ears on his suit was just that he was built really buff in this episode uh, as compared to later on seeing him in justice league where he's slender he's a little more just fit not he has, ripped. He has a runner's body right he has a runner's body in this episode he's almost if not at the same size as superman in some scenes which is like uh eh, i don't think he's really gonna as somebody that whose metabolism is as high as the flash is supposed to be it's going to be hard for him to be right. that ripped but they figure that out later in justice league but that's that's kind of nitpicking but that's why i gave it a nine out of ten uh william rumor on the street has it that you have a bonus point for this episode as well is that well, true well we just heard the sound for it so bonus point means, there we go I guess that means we have one uh yeah i just wanted to give it a plus one because this is sort of uh the first in in superman of acknowledging sort of the larger world. Obviously, we kind of knew Batman and Superman were were around, but as far as introducing that larger world, and, of course, later on, we have Dr. Fate, Green Lantern, 
the demon shows up on Batman, you know, Supergirl, all these different characters come in, but at this point we kind of just know Batman and Superman, so bringing that larger world and mentioning Central City and bringing one of the Flash's villains into the show, uh, that's that's really cool. So that's that's a plus one for me for just sort of acknowledging the larger world of heroes that's out there and sort of whets your appetite for when you get to Justice League down the line. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's uh, that's that's a cool cool plus one point there. So uh, what did that bring your final total to, man? So my final total for this one is 22 out of 40. What about you? 25 out of 40 for me. Uh, actually, b- bizarrely, just lower than Brave New Metropolis that we covered two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, your rating is a little bit higher than what you gave it. But uh, I, I wouldn't say that I enjoyed this episode less than Brave New Metropolis. But I think... Um, I just think that the scores shook out that way, um, as we always say. Sometimes the scores don't reflect how we enjoy the episode Absolutely. or how we didn't enjoy other episodes, but uh, it's very interesting. All right, so uh, with that, we'll start to wrap things up. Liam, what else do you have for our fine folks at home? Well, as always, mentioned at the top of the show, but please go ahead and follow us at DCAU Review. Love talking with people in there about what we said on the show, what they think we should review next. Different, again, we just mentioned fan theories. We'd love to talk about some of those on there. So, love talking about any any and all things DCAU uh, on, on our Twitter at DCAU Review. Uh, should also mention we're available on iTunes, which uh, hopefully you'll subscribe to us there. Yeah. You've got our website, DCAUReview.com. And I mentioned a new place we just kind of found out we were on, Cal. Yep, that's right. It is the Google Podcast app. Uh, so, if you don't have an iPhone, if you're like me, you're a Droid guy. Uh, you can download Google Podcasts, uh, which is available in the Google Play Store, and we just search for DCAU Review, and we are on there. You can subscribe to us. It'll have, just like iTunes, it'll automatically update with our latest episodes. You can stream them right from the app. You don't have to download them, or you do have the option to download them also directly to your phone as well. So that's that's cool. Liam, we're also on Facebook, but <laughs> please tell the kind people at home why that's such a, not a good way to get in touch with us. <laughs> because Facebook makes you pay. That's right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, if you want a, a way, if you want to find, if you want to go follow us on a site where you'll actually see our posts when they're posted, uh, <laughs> yet yeah, our Twitter account or certainly check out uh, dcaureview.com. Uh, that's generally the best ways to keep us. If you want to contact us through Facebook, we'll certainly be happy to talk to you there. But good luck finding us on right, there, exactly. Unless we pay X amount of dollars to get. We refuse. We refuse to give in to the Facebook fascists, exactly. okay? Exactly. We are not paying paying you any more money, Facebook. Exactly. Get out of here. Uh, all right. With that, I guess that will wrap things up. I am Cal. And I'm Liam. And we will talk to you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.